from the city where pro wrestling gets elevated, Denver, Colorado's very own Mr. Fourth Row. All right, welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, uh, Mr. Fourth Row, and uh, joining me on this episode, I have referee and all-around good gal, Izzy Calloway. Izzy, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing, uh, hanging in there, doing just fine, all things uh, considered. Uh, so uh, normally I ask a, a question uh, to start off the show, but I want to ask this first question to you. Any relation to the uh, golf brand? The golf <laughs> It's actually not the golf brand. So pretty funny story about that. A lot of people assume it's the golf brand, which I just let it roll with it. I really don't care. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously Callaway isn't my actual name. I, that's actually my work name. Yeah. Um, my shoot name is pretty long. It's really hard to pronounce for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people won't get it. It takes a lot of explaining. So I decided to just fi- figure out a work name. Yeah. And my favorite wrestler is The Undertaker, who, if you don't know, his uh, real name is Mark Calloway. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to take that name but spell it a different way so do I, so I don't get in trouble with DC Mark Calloway. The, right. ca- the Calloway name. <laughs> so I spell it with one L instead of two. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, but I just thought I'd I thought I'd ask. Yeah, I, I totally uh, understand <laughs> that uh understand that uh name thing because uh, my last name, only the French and Vietnamese will, uh, uh, you know, actually get it right most of the time. So Yeah, I'm very literal. So whenever I see someone's names, I try to spell every single letter. And they're just like, no, that's not how it's pronounced. I'm like, oh, my bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, for my uh, traditional opening question, uh, how did you uh, get introduced into this uh, wacky world of uh, professional wrestling? Yeah, good, good, like, classic question. <laughs> so I started re- watching wrestling at a very young age. I was, like, seven or eight and, like, watching Thursday Night Smackdown with my dad. So that influence has always been there. Um, as I got older, I kept watching wrestling. There was a time in my life where I kind of stopped watching it, and then it just, like, popped back up again. And I was like, yeah, I remember Undertaker is my favorite. Like, he's the best. Started watching, like, all these Undertaker DVDs. And like telling my dad and asking my for wrestling tickets and he would take us to wrestling all the time, my sister and I. So I just I grew up watching this and I grew up like loving it. Oh great. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um and I moved to Albuquerque for school. So I'm originally from California and I moved to Albuquerque for school and I was wearing my Undertaker pendant. And one of my friends was like, hey, that's the Undertaker's symbol, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I'll, every week. Like, YouTube. He's like, that's so cool. Um, Albuquerque here has an independent promotion. Do you want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. And so that's how I was introduced to the Indies in Albuquerque. Awesome. And I absolutely fell in love with the Indies. And I was like, whoa, like, this is totally different from WWE. Like, this is amazing. I want more of this stuff. And I started getting more into the indie stuff. And a group 
of Denver people came to a show in in um, Albuquerque, and I fell in love with them. And that's when I started driving from Albuquerque to Denver to get into um, to watch Primos. My first show I ever did, I ever watched in Colorado is Primos, and I just fell in love. I've always been in love with the wrestling business, and I just fell in love with the indie business. And finally, they were like, the guys at Primos were like, dude, you've been coming to shows. You've been driving seven hours, Mm -hmm. six, seven hours almost every weekend. Like, here's a ref shirt. I was like, "Uh, (laughs) um, okay. I was like, you want me to ref? They're like, yeah, we want you to ref. I was like, oh, okay. So that's that's basically how I got started into refing. Oh, so did you have any idea uh, what to do or did you get any pointers uh, getting uh, quote unquote thrown into the rig like that I have the basics so I've been watching I'm a very visual learner uh-huh. so whenever I watch wrestling on TV like Smackdown Raw a bunch of indie stuff like whatever I watched on YouTube I would watch the wrestlers and kind of watch the ref you know on the side but when I was told like hey you're going to ref like this next show I had a week I have one week to prepare and I was like oh my God, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I got like the basics from somebody here in Colorado. The main basics, like stay out of the way, mm-hmm. count to three, make sure your counts are even and loud. I was like, okay. And so during that week, I drove back home to Albuquerque and I rewatched basically all my favorite Undertaker matches, my favorite Sting matches, classic matches, but I focused on the rest. And I focused on their movements, what they did, how they did things, their counts. I just, I was like, I'm ready. I am so ready for this. And I had like maybe one little training session at the gym to learn how to do counts. And that was about it. But I I basically had a week to prepare. And so my first show was March 10th. It was a woman's scorn, the primo show, a woman's scorn. And I was an, I was a nervous wreck. I was like, there's no way. Like I'm in front of all my idols. Like, mm-hmm. like most of these guys by then, like I've become friends with, you know, like Joey, Eric Angel, um, Captain Stevens, you know, all these people. And I'm like, these guys are so cool. Now I'm gonna ref their matches. Like, yeah, what the heck? And I was nervous. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I had two matches, I think, that show, and then three counting like the. Um, there's like a Royal Rumble match, I think, at the end. So, so you're saying uh, there was a Royal Rumble match at the end? Yeah. So then I got to the back, and everyone was just like, "Izzy, you're pretty good at this." And I was like, yeah. "I am." But yeah. And from there, I just kept, you know, my practice was the shows, and every show I just got different pointers from different people, and how I can improve, what I can change, you know. And I worked on that, and here I am now, like a year later, still going. Well, that is uh, that is very awesome. Um, I want to take a couple steps back and ask you uh, a couple things you mentioned. So you kept on much- mentioning the Undertaker. So is the Undertaker <laughs> your favorite? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I grew up. Um, one of my like earliest memories of watching wrestling with my dad was watching the Undertaker's entrance and just being completely fascinated by it. I'm just like. Look at all this smoke. Like he's dressed in all black. He has a hat. And they have that angle where like he would walk up the stairs and you know the angle like looking up at him all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember asking my dad, like, how tall do you think he is? And I remember my dad saying, like, he's probably as tall as a tree. And I'm like, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Undertaker has always been my favorite. I was always fascinated with, like, the darkness and the mysterious and the bad guys. And so I I, I easily fell in love with the Undertaker. That's great. And uh, what time frame was this? Was this kind of, you you mentioned SmackDown. So was this, like, in the early, close to the inception of uh, SmackDown? I'm going to yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, because this was like early 2000s. Because I remember being like seven or eight, so it had to be like uh 2006, 2007, or something like that. Okay. Right. Yeah, and this is yeah, this is early, early, early stuff. Like, and I remember watching Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle too. Like, all these, all these guys, man. But Undertaker's always been my favorite, and probably always will be. Right. Yeah, basically, I mean, the ones you mentioned, you know, those are the ones that kind of, uh, uh, you know, really got uh, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, it was the rock show, basically. But those are the ones that, you know, in my opinion, those are the those are the core. Those are the ones that uh, really made SmackDown uh, take off. I mean, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like looking back now, like as I got older, I got more open minded. I was like, cool, there are more wrestlers other than Undertaker and like realizing like, there's a lot of people who were very influential, especially when it came to like SmackDown, like the rock, of course, undertaker, like Eddie Guerrero, JBL was great on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And, uh, you know, for example, I was talking, you know, to, you said, you just mentioned JBL, JBL and, uh, Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> I think it was probably in my opinion, one of the best feuds of SmackDown history. Oh yeah. Easily, easily. Taker has some great feuds, but those are like, I mean, Eddie Guerrero could work, man. Right. So his matches were always great. And, like, and yeah, you pair him with JBL, like, yeah, that stuff was instant classic. Yeah, that's, that's, that is so true. Um, so uh, let me ask you, okay, so, like I said, dissecting some of the stuff you had mentioned, um, you mentioned uh, working um, in, you know, that promotion in um, New Mexico. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah. is, is that the promotion that I may know? I just can't think of the name. What's the name of that promotion? Uh, so the promotion in Albuquerque was called DWO Destiny Wrestling Destiny. Organization. Yeah, yep. I know. Yeah, I was, I was like, I wanted, I, I knew it started with a D, and I was like, no, that's. Uh, I was like, there's devotion in Utah, and then Dest, and I was like, what's, yeah. the, what's the one in, what's the one in New Mexico? Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're still uh, kicking around, aren't they? I just, I don't see very much happening with them. Uh, yeah, as far as I know. They're not running any shows anymore because it got really hard to run shows in New Mexico with like commissions and all that and money and right. So as far as I know, they're not running any shows, but I know that the company is still kind of like the main guys of the company are still, you know, there and they're like, they want to come back, but it's, it's difficult. So the last show was, Oh, when was it? Um, 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 I'm trying to remember. I have a poster here somewhere. But it was like late last year. And it was, that was like the last show they had. And I was like, I even asked them before I moved here. I was like, do you guys even plan on having more shows? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to move. And then you guys have shows. And I, you know, I still have to do the drives. And they're like, oh, honestly, probably not for a while. And I was like, okay cool thanks like and then that's that's what that was like my final leading decision into movie yeah you were that passionate that was uh that made a 
uh, a, a life change for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if, if they had kept shows going, then I would have stayed and continued doing my drives. But even they were just unsure when they were going to come back. That they were just like, you know, you're doing good stuff out in Colorado. Like, I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if they come back, that'll be awesome. Because I I would do those drives again just to go down and and work for them if they let me. Right. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. So true. Um. Yeah. And you know. And I know. I've got you know other friends and family in uh, New Mexico and. New Mexico just is just some weird stuff sometimes with <laughs> with regulations and laws and orders and yeah you know, I mean that, but that's a topic for another show but uh, oh, do, you, do, sure. do you agree with that oh yeah definitely because I remember they started when I started going the shows are monthly and then then they were bi-monthly and then sometimes there'd be a three-month gap and I'd be like what the heck is going on they're like uh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so then uh, going from there, you, like you said, uh, went into, uh, started uh, refereeing at uh, Primos, uh, getting thrown into the ring, uh, you know, literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. Um, yep, yep. And, uh, you know, you've, you've kind of become a kind of a, a, a stalwart, uh, you know, a, a, a main draw, I would I would have to say, uh, for, for Primos. I mean, how does that feel? I, I don't know. Um, it was kind of shocking because I, I made a lot of friends here in Denver starting, you know, coming to the shows just as a fan. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell anybody about like me becoming a ref because I knew a week ahead of the show. And I didn't tell anybody like I wanted to so bad. Like, no, like this yeah. should be kept a secret. Like it would be awesome. And I remember that first time I was in the ring and people started chanting my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just standing there like, what do I do? Like, do I, do I acknowledge, like, I have to acknowledge them. Because, like, one of the first things I learned was, like, the ref is part of the match, but really, like, like, you got to react. You got to do, like, all these stuff, but, like, don't take the spotlight, obviously. And I was like, cool, like, I, I can definitely stay out of the way. Like, as far as I'm concerned, there's only two people in the ring. But then they start, like, they start chanting my name. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, yeah, I don't know. It feels... I like try, I don't know. I try not to acknowledge it because I know the main stars are the guys and gals who like work, you know, the actual wrestlers. But then I have fans coming up to me and they're like, Hey, could you sign this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, Hey, could you, you know, can I get a picture? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And like, it feels good. Mm-hmm. It, it feels pretty good to know that you're that important that people want, you know, an autograph or even a picture. And obviously I oblige because it's like, it's all about the fans. Right. Like it's what the fans want. And like, if the fans care enough about you, that's saying a lot. Yeah, that is, uh, that is so true. Uh, so and I just, yeah, you know, I feel special. Like it's great. And like that, this is awesome. I love it. And like from Primos, I went to all these other companies and, I feel like my work spoke for itself and I'm, I'm grateful for all of that. And I'm grateful for all these companies here in Denver that has given me the chance to work for them too. Yeah. And you were, uh, you're, you must be reading my mind cause I just was going to ask you about that. <laughs> so, so now, uh, you've gotten, gotten the spotlight sh- shined on you and now you've uh, branched out into, uh, 
other promotions, uh, you know, mainly that I am aware of, uh, Colorado Springs Wrestling and uh, yes. New, New Era uh, Pro Wrestling. Yep. How does that feel uh, getting into uh, another promotion, more promotions? It, well, at first it was a little bit daunting because CSW reached out to me first and they were like, hey, you know, we need another ref really, really bad. Like, could you drive down to the Springs on this date and this date? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, do you need anything else? Like, you know, I was thinking tryout or whatever, just like an interview or, you know, something like references. Like, no. Like, could you just come? Like, please. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. And so that's how I got into, like, CSW. I was like, yeah, I have my own transportation. I'll be there what time. And I showed up. And New Era was a little bit different because New Era, they had a bunch of wrestlers reaching out to me. They were like, hey, are you free these weekends? I'm like, I should be. Like, why? Like, because we kind of want another ref at New Era. Could you reach out to uh, uh, Zach and Tony and ask them if you could come? I was like, (laughs) yeah, sure. And I'm like, that was nervous too. I was like, because I hadn't really met those guys either, the New Era guys. Right. Um, Zach and Tony. I knew of them. And like, but I haven't personally met them and like shook hands with them yet. So I was like, oh man, I got to make like a little formal message to ask them if I could come. And I spent like, I don't know how long it's been like trying to make this little professional message to send them. Like, uh-huh. hey, my name is Uzi Calloway. I work, you know, I gave him my shoot name and my work name. I'm like, yeah, I work for so and so and so and so. Would you consider, you know? <laughs> I was like, I was really nervous, and then they respond like, "Yes, please come down." Like, cool, easy as that. Like, what? A, I love working. It's it's fun branching out because then, like, before all this COVID stuff, yeah, almost every weekend was filled for me. Right. Well, and me too. Going so, um, you know, on on this yeah. side, on this side of the ropes and everything. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, how's that environment uh, feel? The uh, Mile High Comics uh, bookstore environment there at uh, New Era. Oh man, the first I've never been in there till that first New Era show. It was amazing. I was just I'm a total nerd, man. I love comics, I love video games, I love sci fi. So like that place is heaven for me. And I was just I was fascinated. And then too, like with the whole new promotion comes a whole new fan base, a whole new audience. Mm -hmm. And I have been used to, you know, getting that response at Primo's. Like, I would walk into the room, people would cheer, like, yeah, Izzy, woo. And I knew that I wasn't going to get that at New Era, especially at my very first show. Like, nobody knows who I am. Like, but then I saw familiar faces. I was like, cool. Like, I saw you. I was like, yes, like, Artie's here. Like, this is cool. Like, <laughs> um, but I was so, for, so my first show at New Era, I was a little bit nervous because I was like, no one's going to know me. I'm like, but that's also pretty cool because I can just go do my thing. And eventually like, if my popularity grows here, it grows. If it doesn't, then whatever, I'm a ref. Like I don't need to be famous, but it was so much fun just to be in a new ring too. And a new audience and a new environment. Cause they have a stage and they have their music is very, very, very loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like that whole, even like the guys in the back is kind of a new environment. And it was just so, at first it was nerve wracking, but then you get out there and like everything disappears. Once you're in that ring, it's gone. Like you're focusing on your match. You can hear the audience like slow count, fast count. Like, Hey, are you blind? Like, it's great. I love all that. 
And to have that in a whole new audience is fantastic. Same thing at CSW. The audience was new. The people were new. Like, no one knows me. But it's so great because it's, it's give, it gives me a chance to show my stuff in front of a new audience. Yep, that, and if they like me, they, yeah. If they like me, they like me. If they don't, cool. I'm a ref. Yell at me. I don't care. You're supposed to. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, speaking of that, uh, I one thing I noticed, and I'll ask you about this: uh, your appearance, your uh, you know, refereeing at New Era uh, Wrestling. Uh, your footwear is that a little uh, shout out to uh, Red Shoes in uh, New Japan? It definitely is. It, it was actually funny, too, because I was like, I was changing. I was like, you know what? New Era's colors are red. Mm-hmm. It matches with my shirt. Yep. And it also kind of gives a little shout out to one of my inspirations, like one of the greatest refs in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep my shoes on. It was great. And like, no one said anything. I was like, cool. I could, like, this is allowed, I guess. Like, <laughs> But yeah, red shoes. Oh, my God. Talk about one of the greatest refs ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, he's he's that a name. Is, he's amazing. He's amazing. Right. Yeah. He's he's a name. Uh, you know. I mean, even if uh, uh, you know, even a casual viewer of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling should uh, mm-hmm. should know who he is. So because he always oh, yeah. he always seems to appear on an episode. Uh, you know yep. of them. So it's always awesome to see. Um, and then you know along the same lines. Um. Like you said, uh, uh, New Era's uh, colors are uh, red, and they somewhat recently changed uh, from a, a standard uh, referee's uh, shirt color to the to the stripes to a solid color, which yeah. I, I, I kind of like because it makes your your promotion stand out just a little bit more. Um, so, what do you think about that? Because you're you're currently right now that you have done you've done two uh, as far as i know uh, at least for the majority two promotions that use stripes and then you've got another one that uses a color of their promotion and you are in training before all this pause happened um with uh, rocky mountain pro to i'm assuming to become a, a referee there as well and they're they do their uh, refs in a certain color uh what's your what's your thought what how do you feel about that do you like that do you dislike that is it easy to remember as a ref and all that kind of stuff like that oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's kind of it depends really i'm traditional yeah. i love black and white stripes okay. are great uh-huh. i could wear stripes all day but like you said it di- it differentiates the um promotions so you know csw primos are usually black and white um, New Era uses the red, especially the polo. Like, it's also a polo that has a collar. Mm-hmm. That took some time to getting used to because I hate collars. Uh-huh. I used to wear collars in Catholic school. Like, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And, like, I don't know if that resentment kind of went over, but, like, I've never liked collars. <laughs> but it's also breathable. Like, the New Era shirt, it's yeah. pretty. Like, you don't get hot in that. Like, it's it's one of those, like, breathable shirts, and, like, it's amazing. I know that, um, yeah, RMP is purple. And their shirts are kind of like more of like a pullover type shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to complain. It's whatever the promotes me to wear. Like, I'll wear it, yeah. obviously. Um, but I like the different, uh, I guess, uniform or shirts, honestly. Uh, shirts. I was going to say uniforms. <laughs> but I like, I like the different 
colors when it comes to different promotions. DWO, their colors are green and black. What do the refs wear? Green and black stripes. Um, I know promotions kind of out east that have yellow, and they're like yellow and black stripes. And there's other promotions that are just a solid black polo or a solid white polo. Like, it depends on the promotion and, like... right. And I've seen refs with long sleeve and short sleeve. Long sleeve, short sleeve you were mentioning. Uh, that's got to be, you know, maybe difficult for a long sleeve, even if you're uh, inside. Yeah, I haven't worn a long sleeve yet. And uh, if I'm told to, then I will. Like, yeah. No no biggie. But, like, and when it comes to, like, all these wrestling promotions, and you said, like, about, like, sometimes it could be distracting, like, if you're wearing a bright red shirt mm-hmm. and the wrestlers are wearing like all black, like people's focus are going to go towards the brighter colors. Yeah. Which could be a little bit of a distraction, but you know, most of the action is happening by the wrestlers too. And I, I hope I'm not a distraction. Like I haven't been told I'm a distraction yet. <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't come up. Right. And if it does, then I'll work on it. But Sometimes the different colors, like, I think purple is super bright. Like, my, I love purple, too, so my first attention is to purple. But, you know, that's all depends on. I was, it could be distracting, but at the same time, it's the promotion is saying, hey, we also care about our refs. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this awesome shirt that they're wearing, like, purple, red. Black and yellow, black and green, like they're part of the show. Mm-hmm. We we're different, you know. The refs are different too. Like they they don't have to wear black and white. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it kind of puts a, a spotlight on all the talent in the show. Yes, yes, because a lot of people don't realize like the job of a ref is pretty pretty essential to a wrestling match <laughs> right yeah if you if you know a little bit of the uh breaking the fourth wall or breaking kayfabe you will understand <laughs> understand what the meaning of that is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. even from out they can tell like right not only is the ref there to count but they're also there to make sure you know that the wrestlers are safe and it's kind of obvious when when a ref goes to checks on a wrestler like during a match or something. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, um, speaking of, uh, putting the spotlight and I, I'm a miss because I totally forgot to mention, you've also worked in, uh, uh, Lucha Libre and laughs. How, oh, yes. yep. how, how is that? Because that is an extremely <laughs> different environment than anybody else here in, in, in the Colorado area. I was so happy to start working triple L because, when I lived in Albuquerque, a lot of the shows were like on a Friday and I usually worked on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't drive up. And I was like, it was always upsetting. Cause then I would see like pictures and videos. I'm like, I want to be there so bad. Yeah. Like, I, w- I want to be there so bad. And so when I got into triple, man, it's just a whole talk about a different environment. First of all, you're on a stage. Mm-hmm. So you're <laughs> the ring is literally, <laughs> the ring is literally on a stage in front of a packed, of the time sold out theater. And it's kind of like, for me, that was a little bit, that was a nice little challenge because the audience isn't surrounding you. You're not surrounded on four sides. 
the audience is just facing you from one side. And I kind of had to work on not turning my back on the audience. Right. And I also had to work when I was expressing myself like to, to remember that the audience is in front of me or behind me. And I had to like work on my body language in that way. And also the lights are very, very, very bright. And it gets very hot, very fast. And that was something I had to get used to, too. But the, oh, man, I love Triple L. I really do. I really, really do. Because the matches are just fun. You go out there, you just have fun. You know the audience is having fun. And you feed off, I easily feed off of the audience. Like, the audience is laughing at everything you're doing. And it's just like, it's just fun. Triple L is so much fun. Yeah. And I learned a lot at Triple L just to work on like positioning Mm -hmm. and to work with like bright lights that are in your face and to work on communicating because it's super loud. You got to speak maybe a teeny bit louder to, to to, to, you know, communicate to the guys. So I learned a lot from triple L. I'm like, I love, I absolutely love triple L. When we, when everything opens back up again, I'm excited to go back to triple L man. It's, it's going to be great. Right. And, you know, and another thing you talk about positioning with Triple uh, L is you, you've got, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned it kind of sort of, you got two things you have to worry about is you got to worry about not going too far forward in the ring per se. Yeah. And not yes. too far backward in the ring. Cause you, yes. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, uh, as the comedians say, a hundred foot drop off from the stage to the floor. Uh, yeah. And then you've got that back wall to contend with. Uh, how's, how yeah. are you are you getting used, used to uh, working with that? Yeah. Cause I usually set up that ring too. So I know uh. like <laughs> the, the very edge of the stage going forward. That's where the poles go because like the ring fits perfectly from stage, like the end of the stage, front of the stage to the back of the stage. Right. So I know, I know where to go, but it's still kind of like donking because it's like, oh man, if I get too close, like I feel like I'm falling off the side, the front of the stage. <laughs> to if I go to the back, like there's kind of a wall there, like <laughs> they have to be really aware. But but again, like I said, like that helped me learn positioning more. Like the other referee, there's Callie Dowdy, and like I learned a lot from Callie Dowdy. Mm-hmm. Like he's been. He's one of the best, the greatest refs here in Colorado. So I like to watch him when he works triple ball. And it's like, oh, okay, makes sense, makes sense. Because when I ref, I feel like I move a lot. And Callie really doesn't move. And he's like, don't worry about, like, mm. every little thing. Just worry about, like, when the shoulders are on the mat, you need to see the shoulders. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> Right, yeah, that is uh, that is so true. Uh, so another question about Triple uh, uh, L. Uh, we uh, mentioned many times on this uh, podcast, but we'll ask you as well. The uh, mm-hmm. comedian's uh, commentary. Do you, do you, are you, are you are you able to catch it? Have you found found uh, there's times that they've said something that you've you you kind of had to turn away a little bit so because you you can't control the uh, the funniness of their comments. Oh, all, all the time. Not only, like, the matches, too, because, like, half the time, like, the guys are just doing ridiculous stuff. Like, Thanos' glove comes out, and I'm just like, yeah. like you know, <laughs> act surprised. Like, of course I'm going to act surprised, but that doesn't mean it's funny, too. It's 
So especially at Triple L, because they're talking like the entire time during a match. And sometimes I kind of like, I catch it. And it is so hard to keep a straight face. Yeah. It is so hard. And like one of the first things they ever told me was like, you need to keep a straight face, like react, but don't be like laughing or smiling. Like you're the ref, you're not a fan. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I need to practice that. Cause I, I think everything's funny. Like I laugh at everything. <laughs> so I got used to that and then boom, I'm at triple out and they're just cracking me up. I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so hard. This is so hard. Like, could you guys like be quiet for like ten seconds, maybe? Like, <laughs> so I can focus on the match or something. But no, man, they keep going and going and going. I'm just like, okay, okay. I have to like inhale and like tell myself to not smile and <laughs> focus on the. Yeah, but it's fun. That also, you know, gives me practice to try not to smile during a match or try not to, you know, laugh. Yeah, but it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard, especially at Triple All, and there's a. And those guys are so funny. They're so funny. You cannot not laugh at their stuff. You have, like, they're ridiculously funny, and I love it. And especially, like, during the match, you're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, I heard it. Mm-hmm, not, mm, not going to react. Nope, nope. Do you then think... you get to the back, and I'm just dying of laughter. <laughs> do you think they, do you think, uh, the commentary team, do you think they uh, purposely are trying to break the refs? Oh, 100 100%. 100%. 100%. I know they are. I know they are. <laughs> I don't know how the guys do it, man. The the performers in the ring just like, boom, match. And I'm just like, wow, what? Like, I know you're hearing this too. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why they're they're the true professionals. Right. Yeah, and a lot of the the uh, talent uh, do say that when it comes to Triple L is they they hear they they claim they hear some of it, but they're so in uh, concentrated and focused on the match that their 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 focus is so geared towards that. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I believe all of them 100. Mm, percent Yeah, because <laughs> I know you can hear them even if your focus it's still consciously like in the back, and when there's a break. And you hear it completely. I'm like, oh my god, that was funny. I'm like, oh my god, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. That was hilarious. Don't laugh. It's a little bit different than New Era's commentary. Yeah. Too, because New Era commentary is like right in your ear, and I'm just like, do they just call me a guy? Like, wait, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's hard. New Era's commentary is hard. Not it's pretty hard not to re- react to because most of the time they're talking about the guys, but then they say something. I'm like, wait. That was geared towards me. I'm like, am I supposed to react? And by then it's too late because it's like 30 seconds ahead. <laughs> I barely realized what they said. But I triple all like, it's right there. It's like, this is funny. Like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Yeah. And along the same lines, uh, has there been conversations uh, between yourself and the the commentary team uh about yeah the uh yeah we're gonna try to break you or you know any kind of conversation along that line or is it just uh they're they just kind of hit you until I, they don't hit you until you get in the ring i never had a conversation with the commentary team <laughs> okay. about what they're gonna say it is always as soon as i get in there they either they just start talking and i have to be very aware of mm-hmm. that and it's good too. It keeps me on my toes. I like it. Right. Uh, and are are you able to uh, watch any of the uh, you know with uh, Triple L? If people don't know, there's a comedian 
a match, a comedian and a match. They they alternate throughout the night. Are you able to, uh, mm-hmm. from backstage, uh, uh, watch the comedians, or are you busy with um, match stuff? Oh, I always, as soon as I know my match, I go straight to the stage to listen to the comedians. Because mm-hmm. they are just, they are too great. And like half the time, when they're there too, they're like so fascinated by the wrestlers. And they're just like, I remember this one comedian was just like, she was ready to go after a match and she was just staring. I think it was like Filter and um, Bruce, um, Bruce Rogers and um, Hunter. And she was just like, wow. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? She's like, these guys are huge. <laughs> it's always fun to see, especially at Triple R, like the comedians interacting with the wrestlers mm-hmm. and then watching wrestling. And they're just completely fascinated by it. And then they go out and do their thing. And it's just, it's just so funny. No, I love watching the comedians. I have to, whenever I'm at triple I like run backstage. I'm like, who's my next match? You guys are right, cool. And I just run back to the, <laughs> to the stage to listen to the comedians. Cause man, they are funny. They are so good. Yeah. Have you um, had any of uh, uh, favorite uh, comedians that have uh, been there when you've, uh, um, Reft uh, that you can remember or you know, Ooh, funny, I, th- those kind of funny moments. Yeah, name wise, no. But I've, I've, there's been a couple moments where I remember I'm sitting at the Roxy and just like, uh, not the Roxy, the Oriental, and just dying of laughter from what this comedian said. And it's like I love it too because they don't, they don't have a filter, man. Yeah. They're just going out there and they're joking about. Everything I'm just like, this is hilarious. I'm like, man, now I got a rest. Like, uh-huh. dang it. All right, cool. But I wish I could remember names, uh, names of some of the comedians because I would definitely shout them out. Yeah. But there's been a, there's been a couple where I'm just like, this is freaking hilarious. Like, oh my god. Yeah, one that stands out to me a lot because he's a, a name in Denver, and that's uh, a Ben Roy. He's usually a headliner because he's. Uh, you know, towards the upper echelon of the you know, community that show. Have you been to any of rest, uh, Matt ref any of those uh, shows that him with it? He's usually kind of I, a wild, wild guy. He usually gets in and out of the ring a couple times. And does that, oh, ring, God, does that no, ring a bell now? Then probably, oh, okay. then probably not. Like, okay. I would definitely remember someone like came into the ring during my match, <laughs> <laughs> which hasn't happened yet. Thankfully I've had some fans that like came really close to it. And I'm like, please don't. Like just, just don't get in the ring right now. <laughs> but no, I would definitely remember that. I don't think I've been at a show with him just yet because I, I would definitely have remembered that. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, okay. So, um, in your uh, refereeing career so far, what have been some of the uh, most uh, memorable uh, moments that you've had? Ooh, I don't know. I've been through a lot. Um. Last year, Primo's hosted the first ever Omega Nine tournament, which mm-hmm. was showcasing like all the women. Right. And I got to be the main event for that. I raised the hand of Aja Smith, who is now right. a ref in WWE. Um, I got to learn a lot from there. Um, Nyla Rose, when Nyla Rose was here, mm-hmm. she had a fatal foray at Primo's. I got to raise her hand. Um, that was pretty. That would talk about nerve wracking because she was already in AEW, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like AEW star in the ring, like yeah. 
don't freak out. I try not to like fangirl out. I try to keep it professional, which thankfully I have. Um, but at Nyla Rose, Audra Smith, um, I've raised Rob Ryzen's hand. Um, I've been a part of a couple spots that were that shocked audiences. Like, like I read at that one CSW show where I got booted by um, James Cowboy James. Um, James Hunter. It was like his last show before he moved. Yes, I think so. He gave me a big boot, and I remember yeah. everyone was just like, because I waited a little bit like after the show, and I came out, and everyone yeah, was like, yeah, are yeah. you okay? Where, are you okay? Are, are you okay? Like, are you, do you remember what happened? I was just like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I feel fine, but I don't remember like the end of the match. Like, right. I yeah. love being part of spots like that. Um, I've, I've refed a TLC match. I've refed that Slave to Death match with, like the main event of Slave to Deathmatch would have every weapon from A to Z. Um, I've, I've wrestled like triple threats, intergender matches, 12 man tag teams. That's, that's all been mem- memorable. Like everything I do, I think is memorable, especially in my eyes. Cause it's like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like not a lot of people get to be a ref. And not a lot of people get to be a ref at all these promotions where I can experience all these different kinds of matches mm-hmm. and be part of like the match in terms of like certain spots. And then like raise a hand of AEW star Nyla Rose right. or raise a hand of current full-time first African-American female referee in the WWE. Like not a lot of people get to say that they've done that. Right. And like, not a lot of people get to say that they rest at a show that has comedians and it's a hybrid show of comedians and wrestling too. Like, but I think, yeah, what's the one thing that really sticks out in my mind? I'm trying to think now. Cause I've, I've only been wrestling for a year and I feel like I've been wrestling for a lot more than that. Um, I'm trying to think Nyla Rose is pretty awesome. Cause that match was amazing. Raising Nyla Rose's hand at the end of the night was, was pretty special. Um, raising Rob Ryzen's hand is special. Mm-hmm. Raising anybody's hand is pretty special. But memorable, yeah, I would have to say the Alpha 9 and Omega 9 tournament mm-hmm. from last year at Primos and then Slaves to the Death Match that same year at Primos too because that was, that was what I was most afraid of when I started wrestling was like the hardcore matches, the no DQ matches, the, the matches with weapons. Yeah. And I was scared. I was mostly excited, but I was scared. And like, all that fear is over now because I've experienced that. I wrapped a match with no pads. It was just the wood and barbed wire and glass. And I could say that I did that. And like, if that, when it happens again, I'm ready for it. I can also say that I wrapped a 12 man tag match and kind of kept control. <laughs> that, that match was crazy. Oh my god, that match was insane. I can imagine, yeah, but that's then I, a lot. But then I can also say that I have the authority to keep control of a 12-man tag match. Right. I can also say that I raised the hand of Rob Ryzen, who's pretty, I would, I would like to say pretty up there when yeah. it comes to like stardom. And obviously Nyla Rose, you see her on TV. Like, 
So most memorable, yeah. I would say Nyla Rose at the Omega 9 tournament and Rob Ryzen at um, CU3. Yeah. And, and yeah, play to the death match. Because I was like getting out of my comfort zone. Um, and so you just mentioned the Omega Nine and Alpha Nine uh, tournaments. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a, is it a little sad? Because uh, I don't know about you, but I looked in my uh, Facebook memories, and last year's was yeah. about was last year's was about one year and one week ago. Was it kind of sad yeah. that those those came up it's just recently? Very sad. Yeah, yeah, it was so. Those are my favorite shows when it comes to when it for primos. I just like. It's kind of depressing because I saw those in my memories too, and I was like, "Oh, that would have been last weekend." Dang it! Yeah, and that's a that's a huge weekend for uh, for primos because they do it over two days. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, I mean, I'll, I don't know how all these other promotions are going to do it too, man, because everyone's suffering with this whole COVID thing, man. Yeah. Uh, so what about the what about the future? Uh, do you have any? Uh you know anybody in the uh world anytime any how uh that you'd like to uh ref a match uh of oh man like it's in colorado or like anywhere anywhere, anywhere anyhow any um anytime Sky's i would love limit. to ref an undertaker match <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can do it i don't know if i can keep a straight face in an undertaker match that's for sure <laughs> but i was i was that's the ultimate dream is to get signed to a big company. Obviously, like at yeah. this point, it could be AEW, it could be WWE, it could be RRH, it could be Impact. I wouldn't mind either of those. I know that's kind of way down the line. I have a lot more work to do before I get there. But, gosh, dude, oh, man. The ultimate goal, the ultimate dream is, is to ref an Undertaker match. Maybe Undertaker versus Sting. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great. <laughs> this is a, oh, man. I would love to get out to Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah would be fun. Manny Lemons and that crew up there is pretty fun. Yeah, Devo- that shout, uh, out to, shout out to Devotion Championship Wrestling. Yeah, man. Salt Lake Devotion City. Championship yeah. Wrestling. Um. Ooh, I can't think right now. That's a good question. I never really sat and thought about that. Like, who who would I love to rest, either in Colorado or beyond? Ooh, I'm trying to think now of like ever, of all the indie stars. Hmm, can't think right now. That yeah. is that is a good question. Well, that, that that's okay if you can't think of any top of mind. I mean, I mean, you threw out the 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 big ham bone right there uh of the undertaker i mean that nothing, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna <laughs> top that yeah it's gonna happen yeah and you know and i don't know and, i love i love all these colorado guys too like yeah. uh eric angel's matches are pretty fun to ref um chongo bronson's matches are insane to ref but i can do it <laughs> um oh man like I feel bad because it's been a while since I rest and it's just like, I'm trying to remember everyone's faces from like all the promotions and all the shows. Well, it's been a while for all of us to, to, to get around a wrestling oh, ring, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Cole Cabana has been here a couple times. I haven't repped his matches yet. That will be pretty fun. Oh yeah. Um, Cole Cabana. 
Yeah, and he he mm. visited he visited us uh, quite frequently right right before he got yeah, us, yeah. he got he got signed, and then he uh, came out and saw us again when he was in uh, yeah. right after he got the the very next week with uh, AEW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was huh. Yeah. Yeah, Cole Cabana would be. Oh my God, that would be so much fun. A Cole Cabana match. That yeah. Oh man, that would be cool. Yeah, that would. Yeah, there's there's a few. I just I can't think right now for some reason. But yeah, Cole Cabana would be would be a pretty cool dream match of mine, actually. And I don't. It could be against anybody too. Yeah, let me ask you since you did mention it. Uh, you mentioned uh, you have a fun time there. Uh, well, quote unquote fun time refereeing uh, Eric Angel's matches. Do you ever get intimidated by him because he always uh, throws that back at you? I've got tell five <laughs> <laughs> all the time. It's so great. Him and Jason used to do that all the time. Like I have till five, and I'd be like. No, at five, you're disqualified. You need to listen to me. I was at four. I will disqualify you at five. And Eric Angel is so much fun to ref because he plays thick. He's a heel, man. He is a straight-up heel. And he will get in your face, and it's just like, you have to remember that you, as a ref, are the authority. And it could be daunting at times, especially for refing dudes who are like six foot something, and you're only five seven. Yeah. And you're telling them to get out of the corner, and they're like, "I have to five. I'm like, "Oh shit! Oh wait, I'm I'm the rest. You have you're at five. You're disqualified. Like you're, I was at four. You need to listen to me. Like, like Eric, Eric Angel is so great because he's that heel through and through, and you have to be with Eric, especially like especially like with heels in general. Like you have to be really, really authoritative as a ref." Because then, if not, man, they'll get in your face all the time. They yeah. won't listen to you. You have to yell at them. I, I spend a lot of breath during an Eric Angel match and a Chongo Bronson match because they're just like, I have till five. And I'm like, no, you don't. Get out of the corner. And they keep doing their heel stuff, and you just have to keep keep on them. Keep on them. Right. And then you've got that extra... I, I was going to say, you got that extra little flavor uh, with uh, Eric Angel that... He may not hit you, but he may send in Lilith Grimm after you. Oh, it don't even get me started on Lilith Grimm, man. That girl's scary. That girl is scary. When she's ringside at New Era, I'm like, oh, great. I got an extra thing to look out for. When Olive Heel House is out there, I'm like, oh, oh, great. Okay, let's try to focus on the match here. And then you see Lilith Grimm out of the corner of your eye and you get scared a little bit. You're like, oh my God, don't come closer, please. Hmm. I mean, yeah, go ahead. That's what people don't realize. Rapping is pretty hard. <laughs> I'm even Not if... only do you have to focus on like the match in the ring, but if you have, you know, Lilith Grimm and Animal Sam and Daisy out there, kind of, you know, shark in the water thing, it gets pretty scary. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm even afraid uh, at ringside when the entire Hill House is out there of of taking yeah, pictures. Man. <laughs> oh man! And I'm inside the ring, like oh, I gotta focus on the match, and then I gotta focus outside of the match. Oh my god! <laughs> but like I said earlier, stay on your toes. Right. You gotta, you gotta be aware. 
So true, so true. Awesome. Well, um, Izzy, I think that might be a fantastic place to uh, wrap this up. But uh, before I do let you go, uh, people wanted mm-hmm. to uh, follow up with you and uh, see what you got uh, going on there on the uh, social medias. Uh, where could they mm-hmm. do that? So you can find me just on regular Facebook, Izzy Calloway, C-A-L-A-W-A-Y. Um, my referee page is Referee Izzy Calloway. Um, I have a Twitter. I'm trying to remember my Twitter. It's at Ref Izzy is over. Is my Twitter. I'm I'm trying to get better with the Twitter. I'm not on there a lot, but I'll try to get better with that. My main focus is on Facebook, so like my page, Referee Izzy Calloway. Um, that's where you see most of my updates for all the shows that I'll be at. And when we get back up, I'll post all the shows I'll be at. And I'll just post general news on that page. Uh, referee Izzy Calloway. Awesome. On great. Facebook. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, I want to thank you for coming on to uh, this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. And um, I definitely will be uh, seeing you in the future once uh, things come uh, off a yeah. pause. For sure. Thank you for having me, Ari. Ari, welcome. Once again, a big thank you to Izzy Calloway for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast and introducing herself to all of our listeners. All right, so hope you guys all have been uh, hanging in there with uh, all the uh, things that are happening in the world today. I have been as well. So let me uh, just quickly uh, explain uh, uh, my absence. Uh, I have been truly busy with uh, as an outside uh, of the podcast projects I mentioned on a couple of my podcasts, of course, I am furloughed with my uh, real life work job, uh, at least until hopefully maybe the 25th of May. But in the meantime, I have been busy. I uh, some of my, uh, you know, friends know that I have been helping my uncle build a shed. So I took three days out uh, to uh, do that. Uh, Basically nine, 10 hour days of getting that done. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, with my time off, I've Spend it on, uh, like a lot of you probably out there, on home improvement projects. I have uh, been working on uh, uh, redoing my bedroom. Uh, we were putting uh, carpets in two of the bedrooms, so we're in, uh, tearing those out. And in my bedroom, I uh, needed to repaint because it has been uh, quite some time since that bedroom has been uh, painted. And that required also to do some upgrades like uh let's put some new electrical in let's put a ceiling fan in into that bedroom instead of having a floor fan and all that kind of fun stuff like that so i apologize for disappearing on you all listeners but uh my uh, computer was also a little bit barricaded because of all the furniture that's been moved around in my house but i am here going to get some episodes out here for you of this one and all of the other ones that i do so uh keep an eye out for those all right so of course we don't have any uh wrestling to review uh in the area because of uh everything that being on pause like i said but in the meantime hey uh if you guys can uh support your local wrestlers uh find out if they have uh merchandise on hand or visit their merch stores if they got like a pro wrestling tees uh store which a lot of them have been doing in the recent i have done that and now i'm going to have to do that again because uh this seemed like it kind of goes in waves of when they get 
approved and uh, put up there. So uh, I hope you guys can do that as well. And then, of course, uh, if you can, support your uh, promotions as well. See if they've got um, any unsold merchandise that they did not sell at their uh, last uh, shows that they did before everything got put on pause. So, all right. Well, hey, uh, before we get out of here, uh, let's uh, thank the Trending Topics Network for uh, help hosting this show. And if you like this show, catch some other great shows on the Trending Topics Network feed, which you can find in any of your favorite podcast catching applications of your choice. And you can find my other podcast uh, that I co-host with Finn Fish, uh, What's on Fight. Also, you can find All Beer Inside, Old School at the Movies, The Eurovision Showcase, and Wrestling Cheers. You want to get in contact with the show? Uh, WrestlingWithAltitude.com is the podcast or the website. Podcast at WrestlingWithAltitude is the dot com is the email address. Uh, Twitter is WrestleAltitude for the handle, and of course the Facebook page. Want to thank you all very much for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude. <laughs> <laughs>